This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Mike Missanelli podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Uh, I am wearing a red hat today because I am seeing red. It happens to be the Mike Missanelli podcast hat. It's not a Phillies hat in protest for today because uh, it is 10 hours later from when the Phils lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks in game four of the National League Championship Series. And I still can't believe what happened last night. Uh, It was a stunning event. It never should have happened. Sloppy play, a bullpen meltdown, and managerial misjudgment is the reason why they are now tied 2-2 in this series, which I never, ever, ever thought could happen. Now, I will just say this as a blanket of comfort. There is no way the Diamondbacks hit well enough to be able to win this series, all right? And they're going to have to beat at least one of Wheeler or Nola. Uh, and I don't think that's going to happen. I watch this Diamondbacks team, and, and I'm disgusted by how weak they are and how the Phillies are succumbing to the nonsense that they throw out there. Blowing a lead last night, a 5-2 lead. Um, let me tell you this, though. If, if the Diamondbacks win this series, it will be one of the most monumental losses and collapses in Philadelphia sports history. All right. I just want to put that out there flat out because this is something that should never happen when you got one team decidedly better than the other. All right. But let's not bury the lead here and let's get into the crux on why they lost last night. Uh, Burying the lead is a journalistic term. Blowing the lead is a closer's term. And that's what Craig Kimbrell did last night, even though he was not in a closer role. Um, one night after he gave up a walk-off single to Cattell Marte to lose game three, where he threw 24 pitches, he is brought back to inherit a 5-3 lead to try to get it out, uh, to get out of it. Now, uh, this is not to, to, to bypass the, uh, the other bullpen failures that led to Kimbrell being in the game, which we will get into in a little bit. But just just to recap here, Guriel doubles to lead off the eighth. All right, you're still up. Uh, Longoria, who in my mind is finished as a player, somehow hits a long fly ball to left field, which is an out. Um, One out now, and here comes uh, Alec Thomas. Works a good count. 3-2, Kimbrell. Kimbrell's all over the place, right? He's trying to, he's trying to bust him inside. Well, just, yeah, that's the way to go. You want to throw hard inside, get the kid tied up, 
you know, he's a young kid in a really pressure spot. It's the way to approach him. The only problem is his 3-2 pitch is out over the plate. And the kid mashes it. Um, this kid's an interesting kid. Not that you want to hear his backstory. But his father is the strength coach for the Chicago White Sox. And he was a two-sport athlete and had a football scholarship to uh, TCU. So he's from Chicago. He's a good athlete, and he he decided on baseball. And at age 23, he's in the big leagues. Tough spot for that kid to be thrown in, and he mashes a home run to tie the score. Uh, Kimbrell stays out there. He gets a strikeout on Perdomo, and then Marte singles to left field, and then he hits Corbin Carroll. Now, I'm looking at that situation, and I'm going, okay, Corbin Carroll is somebody he shouldn't even be facing. At that point, Alvarado's in the pen. They got him warmed up late. I don't know what the hell they were doing with Alvarado. And after the game, Thompson said they were trying to stay away from Alvarado. I'm going, he threw 14 pitches last night. Kimbrell threw 24. What kind of an explanation is that? All right, it's the third straight game for Alvarado, but in that situation, I bring him in to pitch to Carroll. Well, he didn't. And Kimbrell hits Carroll. Kimbrell's done, obviously. Now Alvarado has to come in and save the day. And Moreno touches him for a single to center field for the go-ahead run. Um, all right, let's go now to the bot- top of the ninth inning, where the game is still in play. Diamondbacks are up by one. Two-out double by Schwarber. Turner misses three cookies. Three pitches, three fastballs that were right there. I don't understand how he missed one of them, much less three. And and I can't blame Turner because he made some really great plays during the course of that game. But he gets struck out by their I don't even think he put the bat on the ball, Mike. I don't even think he touched (laughs) the ball in those three swings, by the way. No, he strikes out three straight times. All right. So so here now uh, are the issues for the Phillies. Who can he trust in late-inning relief? Let's let's go down the list. Kirkering failed. Kirkering has not been able to throw consistent strikes. He's got two guys that he can trust now. First of all, he's eliminated two pitchers from his pitching staff. He's got a 13-man pitching staff, and he only uses 11. He has completely abandoned Taiwan Walker. And uh, uh, the other guy, uh, I keep forget his name. The guy that threw the no hitter. <laughs> oh, uh, Lorenzen. Lorenzen. He's completely eliminated <laughs> this guy. So he's working with an eleven man staff. I don't know why those guys are on this on on the roster. Frankly, I mean they they, they had Nick Nelson in, in Florida, uh, supposedly ready, who could pitch in relief. All right, but but that's beside the point. They're not going to change things now. Uh, now. He's got Wheeler and Nola that can go longer innings, which is going to probably reduce the need to piecemeal the bullpen the rest of the way. That's the good part of it. But now let's look at the situation here. He misjudged the whole situation by counting on Kimbrell and Kirkering and Soto. He burns Hoffman early in the game. Uh, he, He burned Hoffman last night for two outs. It is clearly evident that he can no longer do that, that he has to save Hoffman now for the high leverage situations late in the game. He, had, if, you, if you're a manager 
You probably don't trust Kirkering another night. You use Kirkering in the Hoffman spot to maybe get the two outs in the middle of the game, so you have Hoffman late, another guy you can count on. Otherwise, you're just crossing your fingers when you throw in Kirkering and Kimbrell. So there was mismanagement last night from a guy who has managed pretty well, and last night I thought he blew it. I don't understand how he can judge that Kirkering would be more reliable late in a game than Hoffman would be. All right, we got that thought right out of there. Um, so they're still in a decent spot, but let's uh, continue to analyze this game. Um, Sanchez over Walker to start the game. Sanchez gave them a run. Now, Bohm really gave him a run. It was an unearned run, but you, you can't just give away runs. They got down 2 nothing right away, and there was a bad aura to the game because they got down 2 to nothing. Bohm makes the high throw that puts the guy on base. Sanchez forgets how many outs there are on a double play ground ball back to him. Now, this is the playoffs, okay? You cannot be not th- – how in the world are you a pitcher and you are not th- – you know why? Because you're a young pitcher, not ready for the moment. And that goes back to the manager saying, well, in an intra-squad game, he looked better than Walker. Okay, fine. Except that Walker's a veteran. And, and if you're going to take a chance with Sanchez, it, it didn't last very long. You saw the kid. He couldn't throw strikes. He forgot how many outs there are. Maybe a veteran doesn't do that. So right away, they got behind, as they say in hockey, the eight ball. All right. So, so now uh, uh, let's let's look at it here. Um, they got down two nothing, but the Phils had a five two lead on a heads up play by Turner, and a, a and a rather poor decision by Emmanuel Rivera at third base. The bases are loaded, chopper down the line. It's a fair ball. The kid may, grabs it. Schwarber's running. It's a force out. Get your bearings, all right? I hate bad baseball, right? So this guy rushes the throw, off throws it off balance, and short hops the catcher. You got time to set yourself and throw a strike on a force out. Gives the Phillies a run. Like that, the ball kicks away from the catcher. Turner, heads up play. I mean, brilliant play. Reads the play, has enough speed to score on that play. Now, that's that's something that should melt down the Diamondbacks. This is something now where, where you're in charge of the game and you don't seal up the game. Um, all right, Darren, your thoughts on this? I, there's not a, a whole lot I can add to that, Mike, except it was just, you know, you, you trusted Topper all year, and he really, the manager has not made very many mistakes. Uh, he overmanaged last night. Watching Kimbrell crumble like he's cooked washed you cannot bring him in anymore in the back end or the high end of that bullpen anymore you just can't when he gave up that home run did you see the look on his face of complete exasperation I mean just wide-eyed deep sigh that was really tough to watch it really was I I I can't trust – there's only two guys I really trust at this time. And I don't, I'm fine with Kirkering in the, middle, in the middle innings. I think you're right. Put Kirkering in where he had Hoffman last night. 
I, I trust maybe Hoffman in the eighth, Alvarado in the ninth. I think that's the way it's got to be. But you're going to have to get at least six, if not seven innings out of Wheeler tonight. And hopefully another six out of Nola. Um, when's the next game? Monday. Monday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. After the game, Thompson said, when he was asked, why did you leave Kimberlin and not go to Alvarado in that inning? And he said, to be honest, we were trying to stay away from Alvarado. Now, that tells you that they knew Alvarado was fried. So if you know Alvarado is fried, and you know Kimbrel through 24 innings the night before, how in the world do you manage it to the point where you have to use both Kimbrel and Alvarado? You were trying to stay away from Alvarado. He threw 14 pitches last night. That means the bullpen coach and the pitching coach is observing him. And, you know, he's kind of fried. Okay. Well, then how do you burn those pitches? How do you burn Hoffman? I, this is what I don't understand. If you're managing along here and you admit that you were afraid to use Alvarado, then you're afraid that he's got nothing. And then you're relying on Kimbrell, who you should know has nothing. I, I, this is where I don't understand his rationale last night. And this is where I could I could pin a lot of that loss on the manager last night. All right? And you're right. So tonight, uh, the starting pitchers are fried. Both teams. They used nine pitchers last night. Both teams, right? And the bullpen game for the Arizona Dodgers. They got away with it with that bullpen game. They shouldn't get away with it. They're, those guys that come out of that pen don't have good enough stuff to cuff the Phillies. They did. So Wheeler has to go long. Now, has he gone long? When's the last time he's Not gone really. long? He gets to the sixth inning and they go, uh-oh. Yep. Now, Gallon probably is capable of going longer than Wheeler. Wheeler fries up later in the game. Zach Gallon, who doesn't throw as hard, maybe it's the Diamondbacks' advantage in this game tonight. But that is the scary part. If they have to get Wheeler in the sixth inning, who is it that they get? And I'm, I'm guessing Walker or Lorenzen get a chance to do that tonight if they uh, need know, somebody in the sixth. I'll tell you another arm that it hasn't been terrible in the postseason, a little shaky down the stretch in the regular season, but strong. Strong pitched well against Atlanta uh, last week. Yeah. I, you know, he had good stuff. He closed out a game. Maybe last night... You know, you need a lefty. If you're going lefty, you know, Strom's a guy who can get in the sixth, seventh inning for us. He pitched last night. He did, didn't he? He came in for one inning. Yeah, yeah fine. Strom and pitched last night. Strom pitched. Tonight. I have no problem going back to Strom. Tonight. Yeah, I do. I do. Strom, Strom is not a durable guy either. They have very few options here. they got to get Wheeler almost to set through seven. Uh, and then try and then cross your fingers because at that point, I don't know who you have. Even if he gets through seven, who do you have in the eighth and ninth at this point? Who do you go back to in the eighth and ninth tonight? You're already admitting you you, you didn't want to use Alvarado last night. Kimber, you can't absolutely can't go back to. The moment is too big for Kirkering. You're going to have to rely on Lorenzen or Walker to pitch in this game tonight. And I just hope it goes okay for the Phillies. This is uh, um, something that I totally did not expect. 
and it shouldn't have happened. And I don't want to hear from people saying the Diamondbacks are spunky. The Phillies had a 5-2 lead in this game. The Phillies have not hit. That Diamondbacks team does not hit at all. And somehow, they win that game last night. There was a stat that Jason Stark put out last night. Cattell Marte is the only efficient hitter they have. The rest of the team is hitting like 188. So I, I, I just don't understand it. The Phillies are blowing this more than the Diamondbacks are taking, taking it away from this team. So, all right, we'll, we'll sit here and we'll wait for another game. It's a, you know, I, I can't – listen, if they lose tonight, I would be totally, it'd be totally unexpected for me. But still, you have a chance to go back to Philly and win two games. Even if the worst-case scenario happens that they lose with Wheeler tonight, you still go back to Citizens Bank Park with Nola pitching game six to get it even – but then who do you start in game seven? I guess you got to go to Ranger Suarez to start game seven. Yeah, you have but, to. But here's the other thing. You may have to use Ranger Suarez in relief tonight just to salvage what's going on. And if you use him, then what do you do? <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of ifs. They had to use Ranger Suarez in relief in last year's playoffs, if you recall. Yeah, they, so right. they may have to bite the bullet and and burn him to the point where you know, maybe he can't start an all-important game back in Philly. All right, well. The only the only comfort I'm giving myself right now, Mike, is I, I thought the series would go six games. I don't. Did you say five or six when we first did our predictions? I don't remember. I said five I you might and, said and possibly a sweep. Yeah, I, I'm stunned yeah, by, was, by what happened last I, I really cannot believe that they have lost two games to that stinking team. That team stinks, okay? There's, and I'll, I'll say it right away. I'm tired of hearing it. people say they're plucky. All right, they won 84 freaking games. They have no hitters in their lineup, and, and they threw rat, rag bullpen arms at you last night and got away with it. That kid, Sal Frank, was soiling himself out there, and they still couldn't take advantage of it. It's maddening, and I'm angry. And I'm, I'm seeing red as in this hat. All right, folks, that is our post-game look on a um, Saturday morning early. I can't believe that happened. I had to wait 10 hours to see if I could process this, and I couldn't process it at all. It was tough to go to bed last night watching that. I, I had a hard time getting <laughs> the way it unfolded. Me. All right, everybody, yeah. thanks so much for listening to another Phillies postgame Mike Missinelli podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Uh, we will come in, be coming at you, obviously. Uh, 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 well, I don't know when. We got an Eagles game on. Uh, we have an Eagles game tomorrow. We'll, we'll probably be back tomorrow. Probably Monday morning. We'll wrap this whole thing up and have a lot to say about the Phillies and uh, the Eagles. Have a great rest of your Saturday and a great weekend. Thanks, everybody, for listening and, watch, and watching the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.